This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's talk some college football. Joining us now on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line is Thor Nystrom. Betting pros is where you could find his work. Thor, I hate how I have to start off this conversation, and I hate myself for what I had to do today because I love this Kansas football team. They go over their win total week two, 5-0 college game day, nationally ranked 19th in the country right now. But I really like TCU in this spot, six-and-a-half-point favorites. TCU, I love Sonny Dykes, man. Good start to the year for them. How are you looking at this one? Uh, Saturday, October 8th, 12 p.m. kickoff, Eastern time, Kansas TCU. If if you hate it, think about how much I hate it. I'm I'm a Kansas grad, but I'm on I'm on the same uh, same boat as you. The first time the game day is going to be in Lawrence, but yeah, I, I I think if if there's any value to be had there, it's probably on the the TCU side. My number on that game is TCU minus nine point four points. Uh, you, you were getting into some of it, but like TCU brought back this metric ton of experience. All these different guys who had who had started previously. Last year's team, they had plenty of talent. It was just they had they had two fatal weaknesses: the passing offense and then the overall defense, which like strangely cratered in Patterson's last year. I don't know if he just wasn't like paying attention to the scheme or watching tape anymore or what. But that with all the guys coming back on defense, you knew the defense was going to be better. And then with Sonny Dykes coming in and, and installing the air raid, you had to figure that the passing offense was going to be directly addressed. And that's exactly what's happened. That that team is absolutely a contender to win the Big Twelve. Um, and they, they have more talent than Kansas as well. I, I hope Kansas' magical carpet ride continues, but I, I'd probably take TCU. Thor, interesting game in the Big Ten this week. Purdue and Maryland. Maryland laying three at home. Over under kind of feels a little low to me at 59 and a half. We know the Boilermakers had a nice upset win against Minnesota last week. Maryland was able to cover the spread against Michigan State. You have a play in this Purdue-Maryland game at all? I, I don't. My uh, my number on the side is, is right where the, the Vegas one is. I, okay. I have Maryland minus 2.8. My system's adjusted total on that game is actually 67. So I, I, I my system, I guess, it would be a little bit bullish on, on the over. Um, and, and it looks like both the quarterbacks are going to be playing. Aiden O'Connell had, had missed that, that FAU game a couple weeks ago, but obviously came back and looked good at, when they upset Minnesota last week. And then Taco Bailoa, he, he's had, he always has nagging injuries. Um, and but it seems like he's gotten through those just fine. So yeah, I I, I guess I'd probably lean over, but I, I don't have a play on that game. Washington, Arizona State, Arizona State Thor has been, I don't even know what else to say other than a dumpster fire. You're seeing a lot of rumors about the assistant coaches essentially burying Herm Edwards and getting him fired. Uh, Washington coming off of a huge loss, obviously uh, against UCLA on the road. Uh, they are in Tempe minus fourteen. Is it crazy to say, man, Washington should really absolutely blast Arizona State, even in Tempe? It's, I mean, I, I wouldn't argue with anyone that would say that. My, my numbers would suggest taking Arizona State just because, just you know, with where that line has gotten. I have Washington State minus 9.5 points in that game. But there's ancillary factors going on at Arizona State. 
you mentioned we don't know about them. It's not just the idea of like, you know, the assistant coaches are giving the game plan away. I, cause if that was happening, which I, you know, I, I don't know, but like, I, I would doubt that that's happening now, but what is happening now is all those coaches have been turned into mercenaries. They will be gone at the end of the year. So, I mean, like they're at the very divided attention, um, the, the Washington team, like if, if they play as well as they played in a couple of the other games, they will smack Arizona State around. But Arizona State still does have that residual talent. You know, like they have offensive talent, Emory Jones and, and Xavier Ballade, stuff like that. Um, it, it's a lot of points for them to catch at home, but it's going to be a stay away for me. Thor, I'm lucky enough to have a cousin that uh, attended Kentucky and he still lives there and he just lives for the basketball team. Now he's really into the football team. So I got a text yesterday around 730 that uh, Will Levis might not be playing. And then I saw Matt Jones tweeted out around uh, 9.42 last night. A lot of speculation that maybe it's a different injury than the finger injury. Maybe it's a lower leg injury. What would your number be? Is it looks like he's probably not going to be available. I grabbed a 10. I think I saw last it was at 7 where Kentucky's still favored over South Carolina. What would your number be uh, without Levis going? Yeah, it's... uh... It, it, it 8.3 uh, okay. without that baked in, uh, it, it would probably be around a field goal if you, know, wow. you take all Levis or even Kentucky minus two. Wow, that interesting. Is how would you how would you play that game? Would that be obviously? I mean, that's that's obviously enough of an advantage. But do you trust South Carolina? Because I know that that's that's not exactly like the easiest way to spend your Saturday uh, betting money on them. I've done it a couple times this season. Their defense, oh man, rough. Um, in, in response to the question of if I trust South Carolina, uh, definitely not. Um, <laughs> the, the problem with that team is they're, they're weak in both the trenches. Yeah. And so whenever they play that, that SEC team, they're going to they're gonna run into some problems. Kentucky maybe not uh, quite as elite there as maybe in recent years. You know, they, they had sent all those offensive linemen to the NFL, I think it was last year or whatever. Um, but, you know, if, if Levis is out, I, I don't know anything about the, the backup kid. I made a joke on Twitter that it looked like he was from Slytherin with his name and like his, <laughs> if you've seen his picture. But I, I don't know anything about that kid. But they, Kentucky's lucky enough that they got Chris Rodriguez back from suspension yeah. last week. Rodriguez looked really – he looked like vintage old Rodriguez in the first half of the mess. Second half, they bottle him up. Was that just a getting back in the game shape thing, or, or was that a uh, schematic adjustment thing on the Ole Miss side? It was probably a little bit of both, but if it was any of the latter, Chris Rodriguez can expect stack boxes the entire game uh, if, if, if Levis is the quarterback. Or, I'm sorry, if, if Levis is not playing. So, I, it, you know, do I trust uh, South Carolina a 1,000%? No, but I, I did grab a plus seven when because I, I, I got a couple of those texts too about Levis not playing. That's so interesting. That is. Thor, uh, I love having you on because obviously you know all the schools. You know the the action. And I want to talk to you about this Buffalo Bowling Green game. I actually bet both of these teams last week. I had uh, Miami of Ohio against Buffalo. I had Akron against Bowling Green. So I'm pretty aware of these teams. Buffalo started out as an underdog on the opening line. Now they're favorites right now at minus two and a half on the road against BG. Do you feel like Buffalo should be favored? Do you agree with the line movement, and do you have a play in the game? Um, so I, I, I dug quite deeply into this this handicap this week because uh, I, I was interested at, at various times in either Buffalo or um, betting the over. But every t- like especially with this side, every time I found a piece of data to support like one side, I, I found a contradictory piece of, of evidence to support the other side. So I just ended up having to stay away. But the the reasons I couldn't end up uh, firing the bullet on Buffalo is Bowling Green is going to have an enormous special teams advantage in that game. 
and they also are the better team in the trenches. Um, Buffalo can uh, score points quickly, though. That, that's something that in recent years they haven't done as much. You know, they've had like the, the grind it out. See, like Jared Patterson, you guys remember him, like oh, the yeah. small jitterbug guy. Yeah. Like, the, you know, and, and, you know, offenses of that ilk of like two different guys where it's just run, run, run. But this team can throw the ball a little bit more and score a little bit quicker. Um, we need to get into match, and I, I just don't have my, my finger completely on the pulse either right now. I'm staying away from that game. I'm really confused, Thor, because everything about this matchup before, you know, we've seen these two teams play had me leaning in the direction of A&M to cover, right? All of the beef between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher, Alabama, obviously, at home, Bryce Young questionable in a in possibly a look ahead spot. But A&M now going to go with Haynes King, who's been absolutely atrocious to the point where he had to get benched. And really, I just don't know what to make of this game, given the fact that A&M always plays Alabama tough, but Alabama feels like they're hyper-motivated to put the boot on the neck. For sure, yeah. I I, I don't think I'm going to play either, uh, you know, make any bet on this game, uh, just because there's so many things up in the air. Um, but with Milrow going for Alabama, I probably would lean Texas A&M getting all of those points. It had gotten up to 24.5 at one point. Maybe it toggled down to 24 um, but like, if, you know, as long as it was 24 or higher, I, I think I, you know, again, if I had to make it back, I'm not going to make a bet on this game, but I, I'd probably do a and Max Johnson, he's no great shakes. You know, I mean, he, he was beaten out by Haynes King and Cam. Haynes, Haynes King didn't look, you know, great. And, you know, I mean, like the, the beginning of last year when, when he got knocked out as well, the brief flashes we got in Haynes King haven't been great, but it's not like, you know, again, Max Johnson's a world beater. So I, I don't downgrade them too far for that. Um, I, I actually downgraded them more when they lost Anaya Smith to this season-ending injury mm. just because they have so few singular uh, offensive players. But um, Texas A&M is going to try to play this game really, really slowly. And usually uh, Nick Saban would counter by by running more uh, hurry up and the explosive plays and stuff. But without Bryce Young, we saw last week with Jalen Mil- Milrow, the, the, the backup, very raw in the pocket yet, but extremely athletic. That, that kid had multiple runs where they were jaw droppers. I, I, what I think Saban's going to do is run the ball more with Milrow, uh, run the ball more with his – he has the two backs now. Both of them are very, very good. I think you're going to see more running out of Alabama, and maybe they will also run slower or, or snap the ball with less time on the play, play clock coming off of a completion or a run, um, and, and you're going to see a slower pace than otherwise the numbers would dictate to you. Yeah, I like that. I was thinking that. Maybe they don't so play with so under? much tempo. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I was I thinking, think so. too. And hopefully yeah. a lot of Gibbs because uh, my Heisman ticket, uh, we finally unleashed him last week. More Gibbs, please. Uh, Thor, what are your favorite plays? I can play. <laughs> what are your favorite plays this weekend, things that you fired on already that are still available? Um, Let's see here. Well, I, <laughs> I got one for tomorrow night, but you're going to have to hold your nose as I tell you. I, I, I like Colorado State. Yeah, oh, Thor! Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Favorite play yeah. of the week. We love, Favorite we play love of the Colorado week. State. First win. Thor, fly down to D.C. and watch it with us. It's a pro <laughs> oh, Colorado State Yeah, we're going to hand it in the show. studio for that one. We're going to need to. I'll, I'll put my, my horn helmet on and, and, <laughs> and everything like that. But, yeah, the, the, you guys have probably already talked about that one. If, if you guys already love it, so maybe I won't get into it. But, yeah, it's, no, it's, for it's sure. a revenge Do game for that well, Jay Norvell, obviously, he came from Nevada. He took all the coaching staff with him when he went. So it's not just Norvell that knows all of the personnel on the other side and recruited all of them. His assistant coaches did as well. Plus, he took 11 players from the Nevada roster. 
So CSU's roster knows Nevada's as well as any roster would know another one in the nation as well. The other thing is uh, Colorado State is devalued by the market because they had such a bad first month. But a big part of the reason for that is they had all these injuries on the offensive line. They've given up 26 sacks in four games. The 26 sacks lead the nation, even though Colorado State has played one last game and two last games than some. Um, but they're getting multiple uh, starting offensive linemen back in this game, both of their starting tackles. Because of those injuries, Colorado State has not once yet started the same configure, configuration of offensive linemen. Norvell runs an air raid offense. If, 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 if the kid is getting hit right when he catches the ball, he not, you know, when he gets the snap, he's not going to be able to throw it. With, with a competent offensive line in front of them, and then they're facing this Nevada team that can't get any pressure on the quarterback anyway, I, I, I think you're going to see Colorado State's offense home for the first time all season. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Love that. Yeah, we love that one. Love so. that, Thor. Real quick, Thor, just want to ask you about this Texas-Oklahoma game because Quinn Ewers, it, yes. lo- it looks like, is going to start. That line bumped up from 7 to 9. I've been bullish on Oklahoma throughout the week on this show because I feel like the last decade in the Red River rivalry, it feels like these two teams always come into this game. One team's trending up and one team's trending down, and the team that's trending down tends to usually play really well in this game. That's why I like Oklahoma. Do, do you like them even more because you're getting a nine now, even though that yours is back? What are your thoughts on this game? Well, I I wouldn't be able to bet on I mean, you know, b- between that and then also it would be hilarious if Texas now, when everyone's expecting them to win, just falls flat on their face against, against their rival. So, I mean, you know, th- there is something to say for that. But I, I can't bet on Oklahoma because I don't expect Dylan Gabriel to play, mm. which means that yeah. – Davis Bevel, the, the the kid who was the backup for Kenny Pickett, he's going to be playing again. Uh, we saw a little bit of him. Uh, it, 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 you know, it, it, there's a reason that kid hasn't gotten onto the field uh, so much, you know, in his career so far. The, Oklahoma's defense has been bad so far. Uh, Texas is getting back Quinn Ewers, obviously. The explosive plays are a real problem for the Oklahoma defense. Uh, Hudson Carty wouldn't have been as concerned about him hitting those. But with Ewers back and now with Xavier Worthy back to 100%, um, that – that's a concern, and then you're concerned about the Oklahoma offense if, if Bevel's running it. So I, I, I think I would lean Texas in that one. Really quickly, would you take them first half or full game? Both, probably. I mean, if I had to bet them, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, thanks so much, man. Enjoy the games this weekend. Good luck. Appreciate you all. You too. Thor Nystrom, betting pros, joins us. Dude, I am to get my so Phoenix. in on Colorado State tomorrow. Oh, my God. Might yeah. be my biggest bet of the season so Couple far. Couple of sharps loving Colorado State might just have to blindly tail Come for the on, crew. Come on, Trista.